So how do you create your dream business that creates generational wealth for you and your family and fulfills your true calling and purpose in life and do what you truly love and make the world a better place without feeling burnt out or sacrificing that special time with your family and friends? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. Hi, I'm Elena Dacus and I'm a founder and CEO of BossyHills.com. And every week I will bring you insights to answer that question. Hey, in this episode, I have a conversation with Dr. Erin. And we go all in many places, but what we really delve into is money blocks, limiting beliefs. What is it that you need? What inner work do you need to do in order to move to that next level of wealth? In order to scale to that next level of business, scale to that next level of you, you need to resolve those limiting beliefs, those money blocks that are holding you back from your success. And Dr. Erin is amazing. She's incredible. Make sure you follow her on social media, be part of her community, her world, her podcast is amazing. And really the profound impact that she's created in this world is absolutely outstanding. So hope you enjoy this and find this extremely useful. Excellent. Hi, Erin. Absolute pleasure to have you here today with us at the virtual summit. Um, Yes, um, absolutely. I'm so looking forward to this session. We're going to cover a lot of things. We're going to go in many places. But what we're definitely going to cover is limiting beliefs, how to really suppress them, how to break free from limiting beliefs, because that's a common issue that many coaches and consultants in our audience facing is they want to scale their business to that next level, to that new level of territory. But before you do the internal work, it really is impossible. Mm-hmm. But before we dive into that, I just want to read a couple of things for only a couple of people who don't know you, which I'm sure there's not going to be many. Um, Dr. Erin, CEO and founder of Leaders Community in the World. Her mission is to awaken a billion people globally while teaching them how to reprogram their mind, align with their personal truth and universal laws, and create a daily spiritual practice. A best-selling author, international speaker, self-made millionaire, Global Peace Leader Award from 2016, and was named by Forbes as one of the most inspirational female entrepreneurs to follow on Instagram. Wow. Welcome. Uh Thank you so much for having me. And I know, and I just, I love entrepreneurs so much. So I'm just, my heart's full, just knowing that whoever is watching in is just, I know the the struggle and the desire and the passion it takes to be an entrepreneur. So it's an honor to be here with you. Thank you. Yes. And perhaps let's, let's start with money blocks. Mm-hmm. How can people, what, what are the most common blo- money blocks you see? How can people identify it, them and how can people start working with them? Because that is fundamental, isn't it? You cannot get to that next level of wealth or impact that you want to create in your business before you've really solved the internal issue. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a few things, obviously, when it comes to money blocks. Um, I was watching uh, an interview um, and really coming down to entrepreneurship, that if you don't love what you do, then there's going to be every hard thing that's going to come in our way. So in order to make money, right, the question is, what would you do for free? And I think that, of course, that's the cheesiest thing that we all hear about, but it's just so true. There's just no denying it. Entrepreneurship is probably one of the hardest and most beautiful masterclasses we'll ever be in. And so working with top CEOs, I've worked with A plus celebrities. I train hundreds and then thousands of women around the globe. And it comes down to trauma, which is of all things really bizarre to think about money comes down to trauma. And the reason why it comes down to trauma is twofold. 
Number one is obviously we know we're energy. We're all energy. Everything's energy. And we're here as divine beings moving energy upon universal law for specific demonstrations and specific manifestations. And if we're blocked in our ability to, it's really identity. People say it's limited beliefs and that's great, but I actually want to back it up to it's an identity. And each of us has an identity when it comes to money. We have our identity from our energetic ties of our DNA, our epigenetics. We have energetic ties of how we saw our parents struggle or not struggle with money. We have our energetic ties of our construct of our friends that were around. And so we're really in this bonded kind of um, construct of our relationship with money. So we understand, and I think everyone would agree, it's not like some woo-woo thing anymore. We understand the subconscious mind and we understand how we have to shift energetically in order to have the next level of our relationship with money. The second step is that through trauma work, so obviously through trauma work, we transmute the energetic ties on the DNA, and we also transmute the identity through the actual trauma, because trauma is actually where we get the tags on our DNA. Trauma is where we get the limited identity. So we want to transmute that energy for sure. So that's number one. And I hate to talk so much so please interject if you want to um, no that's brilliant that's brilliant that's absolutely brilliant and maybe perhaps we'll just go to explain people that actually trauma can mean many things it doesn't yeah. have to be a huge event to be traumatic yes very important in fact yes we think it's a war zone or some major thing like a major rape or a major we all have trauma in that what is trauma the subconscious mind is informed by frequency and vibration and a trauma is basically a high state of negative state meaning that we're such powerful spiritual beings that the minute we put a negative meaning on something we instantaneously have a negative emotion so a trauma is just an exaggerated major major emotion backed by a limited belief a, a, a belief in a command that's dividing I'm not enough. Something's wrong with me. I'll never love again. You know, I'm not, I'm not enough, which is the core limited belief. And so I'm not enough becomes also, I'm not worthy of money. And so we want to be able to neutralize that trauma so that you begin to not be reactive or sabotage your ability to make money. But there's another key factor that happens in trauma. When we transmute the energy, actually it's the, it's actually the greatest blessing of our life trauma, because when we transmute that energy trauma minus emotions equals wisdom. And so actually it's through the trauma that people's purpose are born, that their life legacy is born out of their trauma. It's actually where we this are is born. Powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is really powerful. I want people to really hear that because I think what you just said is extremely powerful. Yes. And we know that, you know, there's really two things that we're doing to birth your purpose. One is your purpose is already written on your DNA through the trauma that you've been in, in all your lineage. And then number two is where's your kind of your genius, your artistry as a spiritual being. So we're marrying those two things. You're the spirit coming into the body and the body has already your, your purpose is actually written on your DNA. And then your actual, you know, coming into the creation factor of how you're going to innovate with that and everything. So that's actually the key to purpose. The key to, we recognize that, look, um, uh, Steve Jobs, okay, Steve Jobs, he talks about how you have to love, you have to love what you do because it's going to be the hardest thing you've ever done. It's going to demand you to show up when you don't want to show up. It's going to demand you when you're looking at losing everything to your name. It's going to demand you when you don't have clients. If you don't love, like if you wouldn't die for what you do as an entrepreneur, you might as well go do something else because that's how committed you got to be to it. And so yeah. if it's not out of that passion of that level of a soul level calling, the reality is that you're probably not going to make it. Yeah, because that's what happens, isn't it? A lot of people, they start feeling this burning desire. There's something within them that's almost waiting to come out to give birth. And they just, they cannot stop. They, they can't not do it. Yeah, you just, it's like I always say, it's like coming out of the closet of whatever it is, right? Of, of your spirituality, of, of whatever it is, you just have, you can't deny it anymore. You know, lots of people have traditional jobs. So money, money is, is of course, 
it always comes down to one thing when it comes to money and trauma, and it is self-worth. Money equals self-worth always. And we also have to understand that sales is not about having somebody like us. Sales is about having somebody else commit to their dreams and helping them along their path. And so when you get out of your own way and realize it's not about you, money, we need to redefine as a culture. It's not about hoarding about to money or getting something. Money is an exchange of energy in exchange of value and exchange of what. So if you want money, you have to give value. If you want love, you've got to give love. Like it's really basic. And somehow we got it all like completely confused as a a culture. And Mm -hmm. I think what you just said is so powerful. And I just, I want to really delve into that because those are the common issues. You know, what are the problems people face with sales? Why you get nervous before the big sales pitch, before the negotiations, because you focus on yourself what if it's failed? What if I don't look good? What if I don't sound good? What if they say no? So it's all about ego yourself. But what you've just said is so powerful. The actual sales about the other person committing to themselves. Mm-hmm. When I show up, I've showed up, you know, sometimes I'll train in other groups and there's hundreds or even a thousand people or whatever it may be. I've showed up where there's, you know, two people in a community and I'm like, and at first you're like, whoa, and you go, you decide I'm going to give it a hundred percent, a thousand percent, even if one person shows up. And when that happens, that's when the magic happens because it's not about it's, it's the law. It's actually universal law. What we give out has to be reflected back. It may not be from that one client, but the universe knows that you gave that value and it has to, it's a vacuum. The universe is a vacuum. And as you give it, it has to come back. There's absolutely no way it won't unless you stop it because you outline it and you try and control it coming in a particular way. So again, money mindset comes down to doing your inner trauma work, so that you can release those limited beliefs and release those energetic bonding that you have, that you've condensed yourself. And then of course, it's the skill set. And the skill set comes down to understanding it's service, bringing value, service, bringing value, getting organized. And when you can actually help make an impact in someone's life, that's when you're going to start making money. Absolutely, absolutely. And I just want to read out a couple of things from people who views the E4 trauma method and what they've said, which I think is so powerful. I've had more progress in our first two sessions, more than six years of therapy. I now understand and I have new beliefs without limits and I understand I'm the cause of my life and my life, what a grand life it is. I just Mm -hmm. want to highlight how transformational that is. You know, what's so cool, Elena, is that like transformation, we think as coaches is like, we're going to have these results out there and transformation. I'm sure you probably already know this. And so many people looking in, because I think that all of us have done so much work and I know all of us would not be here without so much deep work, all of us, but transformation happens the moment, like I'm in an E4 trauma method with a, with a client and they're going back into that deep, dark moment the moment that they found out their partner cheated on, the moment they lost their baby, the moment they, you know, realized someone transitioned or whatever it may be, the moment they were scrutinized with kids on the jungle gym, right? It can be anything that's traumatic. And in that moment, when they realize they decided that they're not enough or whatever the limited belief is, It's actually in that moment that they restore their power because they realize if I can decide a limited belief that's been playing out in my life for decades, I instantaneously, they know that they can also create something new. And that's when the transformation happens. It's restoring the power. We've created every last drop of of our ability to make money or not make money. We've created our ability of everything. We've created our entire experience into existence for sure. And we've also created the entire universe. And if you want to go down that far down the rabbit hole, the truth is that everybody has a divine right of prosperity. Everybody is all, there's only abundance in this universe. There's infinite mathematical equations of how we put elements together. The airplane could never fly 
right? Metal can't fly, but it's the innovation within that's able to put steel with and create a motor and have it go up and propel into the aerodynamics of the sky. You are infinite. If you're listening right now, you need to know the truth of who you are. The only thing that's holding you back from being a multiple millionaire or that seven or eight figure coach is your inability to know your truth of who you are. And so knowing yourself, doing that deep work, doing your trauma work and tapping into the innovation within is the foundational work. Even if I'm working with a top CEO, we still get down to that same work because that's what's going to, the skill sets one, you know, it's a small percentage, but if you don't do that, you're never going to be able to implement the skill set. Absolutely. And so it's awareness, isn't it? Because some people don't even realize they have it. They, they don't realize they have it, that they have negative association with money indeed through trauma experience where they think, you know, only bad people attract money. They have some negativity. Everyone has their own story. So yes. their own narrative that they attach to that, that's now ingrained. They don't even realize they have it. Yeah. And most people just want to reframe it. They go, oh, well, I think that, you know, money's the root of all evil. Therefore, I'm going to put some little affirmation together and say money is good. And I'm, but it doesn't work. It's kind of like putting cow shit into a cow pie. Like it doesn't work. It's still cow shit. Okay. The truth is that we have to actually do the transmuting of the energy. We have to do that trauma work that actually completes and neutralizes the actual belief and identity. We can't do it. And I get this over and over. I have tons of women that come in, they go, I thought he did a lot of work. I thought I knew all my limited beliefs. I did whatever, but it's not till they actually transmute and complete that energetic tie at a cellular level that they're able to actually begin to really embody true prosperity and abundance. True prosperity and abundance. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So I'd like to delve into more of the business side and just talk about, I think one question is if you were to start your business right now, I'm focus on the business. How would you go about doing it? What would you do if you were to start your business now? I love that scratch. question. I think it's such a great question. So for years, I tried to do it on my own, even though I was doing some of the you know inner work and all that. I I I would watch this you know video. I would read this book. I would watch other coaches online and try and like patch it all together. But it wasn't, I mean, really and truly, I mean, you can't afford to not have a coach as you already know, because what happens is one, I realized the actual structure, which is the most proven, most trusted structure in, in all of online, all the coaches use it. And it's where it's a six step process of going from one, you have to position yourself as an expert and how to do that. Number two is you've got to have a, a freebie and exchange of what that is. And then you've got to bring them into a value sequence, whether it be a summit, whether it be a workshop, whether it be a challenge, whether it be a free event or a very low paid event. And then you've got to have a, an offer and then you've got an upsell and a downsell. Okay. That's it. I'm going to tell you, there's no other formula than that. There's no other formula than that. Okay. So if I had to do it again, I would hire a really good coach that has a really good community because what happens is I'm, I know, you know, is that when you get into a coaching group, not only do you get, you know, you bypass maybe what you could do alone in 10 years in say six months, but you also are now open to other, other peers that are around your same level that you can collaborate with that you can synergize with. And so the truth is that you cannot afford to not have a coach because over now 10 years, how much more money are you gonna be able to make in the first year versus maybe it takes you 10 years to start really being able to generate income. So you, you, can't, you can't afford to not do it. So if I had to do it again, for sure, get a coach that has a good community. Yes. And I think the community aspect is so important because the one common issue that so many female coaches or male coaches face is that their family doesn't support them. Their family think they're crazy, their friends, their circle, the env current environment is not on the same level. They don't support them. They think they're crazy. Another idea. So having that support framework and also surrounding yourself with peers, like-minded peers that also want to expand to see, you know, they want to see big things. They want to create big things is so powerful. Mm -hmm. And I think that we've all, we all took courses or digital courses and we didn't see it through. Okay. There's nothing worse than being like, Oh, I bought something. I didn't do it. I suck. I'm never spending. That was a waste of money. And so again, I would suggest getting into a community where it's live 
and where you're hands-on because you're, you're worse off spending the thousand dollars on some program that's digital than you are. You're better off spending something on a, whatever, 10,000 or program that's going to be live, that you're interactive because you're going to see it through and you're going to have accountability. So again, you get what you pay for. I mean, that's truly the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no big investment than investing in yourself, isn't it? The mm -hmm. investment in your mind, in just seeing the world from a different perspective. I mean, it's priceless. And obviously, um, you cannot do it yourself. I mean, clearly, you need to. It's always, I would say, isn't it? It's not the how, it's the who. <laughs> isn't it? Who Where, can give yeah. you the shortcut? This is an owl, okay? And the reason why I wear this, actually, Marissa Peer's husband is adorable, and he had oh, yeah. a little owl on him. And I said, oh, is that your spirit animal? And he said, no, it's because I'm in so many masterminds, and we ask ourselves one thing, who? Who can do this? Who can I collaborate, right? And so I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm stealing that. So I wear that on here because... I tend to be one of those people that wants to do it all myself and all alone. And, and who is really spirit. We, we can't have the miracles happen without collaborating. We can't have the miracles happening without, you know, the divine relationship. We're not designed to do it alone and it doesn't work. And it's called, that's an old paradigm and it's a miserable living hell paradigm. And so you've got to find who you want to be connected with, who can be the expert? Someone can do something better than me. I know my genius and it's not certain things. And so, yes, so good. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, one thing I'd love to talk to you about is the community of Raven fans. I mean, one thing that surrounds you, you have amazing Raven fans that people really uh, connect with you. And any tips, anything that you have around how to build that, how to build a true fan base, people that you know, really call you family, that you really are family. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I've interviewed 3,600 people and, um, and some of them had a huge following. Some is not as many. And I would say, we always asked, you know, what was the secret to all this? And they said one thing and one thing only, and it was authenticity. So I think that if you're just yourself, um, yes, you've got to have, I mean, do you have to have profound teachings? Not necessarily because it depends on who you are. There's people that just are goofy and, and comedians, right. And have raving fans. So I think it's more about you being the, the most authentic you. And I think that people can, can feel that energetically. They know when you're being authentic. And if you, we always say the greatest product product to produce is you and we use the analogy of Spirit Airlines. So when Spirit Airlines, I've never flown Spirit Airlines, but I guess they sucked. So I guess that they had this whole marketing campaign where they're like, we're Spirit Airlines. We're going to lift your spirits and get you to your destination or something. And their sales were going down, down, down. So they surveyed and they found out what was going on. So they began a new ad campaign and they said, we're, we're, we're Spirit Airline. We're going to break your spirit. You know, it's not going to be that great of experience, but we're going to get there inexpensively and we'll get you to your destiny. And their sales went up. And so the point is that if you're authentic, don't pretend you're somewhere that you're not. Don't pretend you're a guru if you're not a guru. Just take them wherever you're at. This is where I'm at. And if you take them on the journey, as Gary Vee says, document instead of, you know, try and preach, right? So if you document your life and be you, then that's, I think, how you get raving friends. Yeah, and I guess the part of it, they're always interesting. Actually, the trust is built on you being vulnerable. I think, you know, so many people are just afraid of that vulnerability because they think it's going to break that expert persona that they're trying to build, mm -hmm. where actually, in truth, it's, it's that vulnerability and your mistakes that get people to say, well, okay, she understands or he understands how I feel because they're not perfect, um, and no one wants to really learn or even kind of be guided by someone who pretends to be perfect, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think I can get more vulnerable than I even get. You know, I just get so into the teachings because I love metaphysics and I love universal law and I love trauma work and I love entrepreneurship that sometimes I'm like, why do they even care? What do they care about me and my story? You know, but dude, it's true. You post something where you struggle at all. And all of a sudden you have like a swarm of people that come in that just want to like connect with you. And it's really fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I have to say, when I heard your story uh, that it happened 22 years ago, how you discovered spirituality, I was in tears. So 
I mean, that really connected to me as, as a mother of two boys, like on a very deep level to you personally. And after hearing that, I felt like I knew you, isn't it? So this, wow. is, this is what becomes actually sharing our most vulnerable stories get us so connected to one another. Totally. It's true. And we connect on all levels. And I think that's life. And as an entrepreneur, we have to know it's not just about the good times. It's also hard times. It's also the light, the dark, the struggle, the strife, like, and you have to love that struggle. You have to love that the challenges, because if you don't, you just really aren't cut out for entrepreneurship. I've never met one entrepreneur. That's not like it is. So it's going to challenge you. Like you can't believe it's like, it's like anything, anything that's good, you know, it takes work, all of it. So I'm so grateful for all your work and all the entrepreneurs we have around us. And I mean, that's our tribe. So cool. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And on this daily work, I absolutely adore your daily spiritual practices because I think, you know, we can, if we don't do, it's like hygiene. I think of it, if my, and I love to, but for me, it's like you go to the gym, you exercise your body. This is the same thing. You must exercise your mind, what you think, clean your thoughts, clean your mind. And I love your daily spiritual practice. I'd love to just go through them because, you know, someone who's listening right now, they might be thinking, yeah, I understand that, but I'm still stuck in that negative self-talk. I'm still stuck when things don't go wrong. I beat myself up. And I think your daily spiritual practices for some people can be really good daily habits that they can incorporate, that they can really start changing the way they think. And if they change the way they think, they change what they do. Mm-hmm. So perhaps we'll dive into that because you talk about meditation okay, each so day. I'm, yeah. So I'm going to actually break this down to help people understand. Okay. So how our culture has taught us is that we use our brain to come up with what we want to manifest, right? We come up with some concept, some vision board, some whatever that I want to create this business, blah, blah, blah. And then we ask for a sign from the universe, or we ask for whatever higher guidance. And we ask for that inspiration of how to get to that, that vision. It's actually completely incorrect as far as how we are to create. And actually how we are to create is to not our mind, our brain, our mini mind is actually a problem solver. The issue is that we haven't given it a a good enough of a problem to solve. So the real reason to have a spiritual practice, first off, is to actually call in the highest vision. I would bet nine out of 10 people that are watching this right now are working out of a construct and the goals that aren't even really in alignment with what is actually your true soul's purpose and your true, like a really inspired um, level that's going to get you uh, really, if your, if your vision does not make you really kind of scared and excited at the same time, you have not tapped in high enough. And so it's actually in our spiritual practice, we actually want to call in our higher self for what we use, like say the one thing with Gary Keller, right? Taking what is that one inspired bold action today that I can take? And most of us won't do that. We'll think of our to-do list and what we've been, what we think we should do. We'll go into our meditation. We'll ask, you know, how can I get this one thing done? Or, you know, how can I clear my mind to get this one thing? We're going way too limited to even begin. The point of having a spiritual practice is to revere our highest self to come to the beloved within and, and really be of service to the higher self service to the higher good service to that bigger vision, and then use the mini mind to problem solve the mini mind will solve the problems all day long. So having a spiritual practice, yes, it's about clearing out the soul and getting reset and feeling good, but really the entire real point of it is to actually have the downloads that we need that are profound inspired action for the day. Mm, And you do that daily. Mm -hmm. And would you come with a question? Would you come, you know, would you start meditation and would you ask for that question and then start meditating? Yeah, well, that's called visioning, which is obviously you can use meditation, intuition stuff, visioning processes, so on and so forth. But for me, I have a process, right? And so it may be breath work at first, it may be just going to silent meditation. And then yeah, it would be visioning. So I would ask my higher self, you know, what is my one thing? What is the one inspired action? And, and just allow whatever is to come through. Sometimes it comes as a vision. 
Sometimes it's like, oh, I need to contact that one person. Or sometimes it's like, you know what? You got to get down and deal with some stuff because it's in your way, you know? So I, I, I revere that and I, and that's the intuitive hit. And I would say that Harvard even says that as top CEOs, our greatest work is to turn on our intuitive abilities. And you'll watch this over and over again, hear this over and over again from billionaires of they, they had to listen to their intuition. And that's actually what got them the furthest in their business. So being able to tap into that intuition, you may have a whole agenda on your schedule, but I always say we want to be like uh, like salsa dancers. We want to have the masculine aspect of us that has a very specific strategic plan. And we also want to be open to be that feminine aspect to be able to actually maybe move beyond that. So I always say open to say you may have a plan, but there may be even a better plan. So be open to that inspired hit that comes in that maybe says, you know what? I need to cancel those meetings because this is what I'm doing today. Wow. And I think this is so powerful. And the reason why it's powerful, because it's in a way combines this masculine energy of planning. And I think this is where people have a lot of conflict. They think of spirituality, meditation, connection. They think of feminine energy. They think of creativity. And then there is almost a conflict inside that strategy, business, money, schedule, agenda, uh, meetings. But I think what you've just described is a really nice way to bring it together because if you want to be a you know, spiritual seeker coach, you still have to deliver it to uh, people and impact lives and still create a powerful business, amazing business. But that kind of nicely brings it together, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I just remember years back, I'd, I'd uh, you know, I'd have years where I'd try and do everything very masculine. And I would just feel like this lack of like something's dying in me. I'm not being able to listen to something. And then I'd be like, I'd try other times where I was just all ethereal and just go with the flow and everything else. And I would just find that I just feel kind of like a disaster and a hot mess, you know? So eventually, you know, kind of you start to like merge it together and you're like, okay, I get to actually have both dynamics in me and actually have it really work. So yeah, so funny. Yeah, this it's a good way of doing it. No, I'm absolutely the same. I want to go too much. I have a tendency to go very much in a masculine side strategy, very, very mind focused, but then it completely, it comes to a point where it completely drains my energy, you know, become really drained where actually I need to tap into my feminine energy, to flow, to experience other things, to actually get that creativity, that download, to get inspired, which is how you've just described is actually amazing to put it into real practice where you get the inspired action daily and then you look at your schedule and see whether you need to change anything. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we're training mostly females. We have some men in our group, but mostly spiritually based, you know, people have had spiritual callings and they come in and they have had all this different spiritual training and they're tapping into the angels. They're tapping all this, but they forgot that we're actually have two feet on the earth, you know, and we're here to, to do this life. And we have the construct we're in and we have to be, we have to come into reality here right now and live in both. We need one part of ourselves in the ethereal and part of ourselves with two feet on the earth and, and being able to live both dynamics and all dynamics. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful process. Yes. And after this, would, do you also visualize the future you want to create? Do you have a process for that? Sure. I mean, obviously the mind and biofeedback knows no difference between now versus it only knows now. So of course, and so we teach embodiment. So for example, um, you know, I think we all watch the secret, the documentary, the secret, and we would think about sitting down and manifesting, you know, a car or that million dollars or whatever it is. And what we found is that either one people were able to manifest it and they were still unfulfilled or they weren't able to manifest one or the other. And so we teach embodiment, meaning that Michael Bernard Beckwith teaches a great um, analogy of this, where there's two men and they both want new cars, you know, and one man has the consciousness, he understands the mindset and the skill set it takes to get that car to make those payments all the time. And the other man is a criminal and he goes and steals the car and he can't keep the car because he's got to hide the car and all this stuff. So the point is, is that we teach embodiment. So it doesn't matter if you're, if you're going to the future. So my suggestion for everyone out there is getting getting a vision for yourself that you embody today. So who would you be if say you want to be somebody that has, you know, $50,000 months? 
who is it that you want to be that if you want to have a healthy relationship and have a team and do whatever, asking yourself every single day, who do I need to be? So it's never in the future. It's always right now. Who do I need to be? In, in that. And obviously you've got to be developed in your ability to handle relationships. You got to be, uh, you got to be developing your ability to build team. You've got to be, you know, somebody who's able to manage finances right here, right now, somebody that would be able to have that type of level of income. So it's never about the future. It's only about right now and embodiment. And really thinking about what kind of person would you be? And almost thinking you already have it now. Mm-hmm. And using kind of gratitude and be kind of almost now wishing because you almost, it's kind of pushing it away, but almost like you have it now, you're grateful for it and you act from the place of already having it. Yeah. So if I'm somebody that has a $50,000 month who, because I'm delivering really good content, right? Because I'm being able to really position myself as an expert out there. Who do I need to be today? It's never going to be the future. Hmm. Yeah, if, you I think vision, that's- if you vision it as the future, then you're actually energetically telling your subconscious that it is the future. Yes, yes, yes. And it's not now. Absolutely. So powerful. And what about things like this affirmative play, prayer affirmation? Is that something that... Um, people should also be thinking about. Yes. So we, we teach two, we, there's all different modalities to get your mind right. And to know the truth, but we primarily, we clear the soul. So as a doctor of divinity, what we do is we train and develop people in being able to do um, different processes. And so it's kind of like a farmer. So imagine that you're out there and you're farming, you're an entrepreneur and you're planting the seeds of whatever it is that you want to plant your business and what you want to bring to the world and all that stuff. Okay. So in order to be able to have the best crop, if you will, for your future, for your business. It won't work if you have a bunch of weeds in your farm, in your, in your land, right? So what we're doing is the E4 trauma method is we're clearing out all the weeds, all those limited beliefs, all those things that are going to not make your crop be able to grow. It's going to strangle the new seeds. It's not going to, it's going to make it not work. Okay. So all the work we're doing is clearing out the soul, clearing out the limited beliefs, clearing out that with E4 trauma method. And then spiritual mind treatment is the planting of the seeds. We, it's that decision. And each and every one of you, I know for me, there was a decision. There was a decision I made when I said, I am turning this into my career. I'm turning it into making really good money. I'm turning it into impacting, you know, millions of lives. And my mission is to awaken a billion people. That was a seed that I planted in. Okay. How did I plant that seed in? through spiritual mind treatment and spiritual mind treatment is through the frequency and vibration. It's spoken word. And what it is, is it's powerfully invoking and planting that seed with conviction, with feeling, with all that to inform my subconscious mind, which has like little soldiers down there that just say, yes. So I can say I'm not enough. And my subconscious and universal mind will say, and so it is, or it can say, I'm absolutely doing this. And it will say, and so it is. Yes, yes, yes. Right. So spiritual mind treatment is a five-step process of one, acknowledging the truth of the first cause, first creation. Second is identification, which is saying, I am that. I am the source that actually created the entire universe. I am the source that has the power of word that can decide and embody. Third step is declaration. I declare right now that this is my career. I make millions of dollars and impact millions of people. And we're awakening a billion people. It is done. Okay. Fourth step is gratitude. Again, it's feedback, totally knowing it as I see it, as I feel it, as I know it in my embodiment, it, the, my subconscious mind energizes those mental pictures. It is setting the polarity of universal law to be reflected back. And then step five is releasing it. I don't have to control it. I don't have to fix it. I don't have to figure it out. I simply take inspired action. It's been spoken because my word is law and it is spoken into my subconscious mind, which is one of the subjective mind, which is one with universal law. And it is destiny. And it's together we say, and so it is. So that's the point of spiritual mind treatment. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. And I think what I love about this is that point of certainty. There becomes a real clear certainty that this is happening. There's no other way behind it. It's happening. And it becomes a real reality, becomes certainty. And then it's just, it's just happening. It's either happened already or it's happening. There's that level of certainty. Yeah. And, and we know that everything gets created in mind first, and then it has to outpicture. Everything's the vibrational match. It's the mental equivalent of what's going on. So if you don't believe it, if you need 
facts out here to start believing, it's never going to work. It will never, you have to believe in Sometimes people go, well, there's entrepreneurs that are delusional. Well, they need to be a little bit delusional at first to have that faith and belief in themselves to know that. And then it begins to translate. It's called the law of transmutation. We have to energize it mentally for it to take form. Anything that's energized, it could be a negative thing. And that negative thing is going to project out. However, it is, I'm not good enough. And so it is, oh, people always cheat. Yep. Guess what? They sure do. You know, oh, I can't make money. You know, clients don't like to, you know, the economy is terrible. You're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So powerful. And I think this is so powerful that if someone's dabbling or if someone is kind of halfway house, putting their one feet into this business and trying and just, you know, taking a few courses and just going to see how things will play out, it will never work. And never I think we just work. never work. I think we just describe is the reason why. You have to be all in. It's, um, you know, Tony Robbins talks about burning the bridges, burning the boats. It's it's that mentality, isn't it? It's that mm -hmm. all in, it's happening. It's a level of certainty, a level of conviction that this is, uh, this is what's going to happen. It's commitment. The only thing the universe listens to is commitment. If you aren't committed, it will send you mixed messages. If you're confused, it'll send you confusion. If you think people are mean, it will send you people that are mean. It literally is just like that. Just whatever you're committed to, it just says, and so it is. So Tony Robbins, when he refers back to that famous, famous talk of burning the ships, you know, being at war and saying, we're either we're winning or we're dying one or the other. And if you're not at that level of your mission, then you probably shouldn't do entrepreneurship. You should probably go get a traditional job because it's not going to be easy. If you're not committed, it's like being in a relationship, relationships that you're not committed. It's probably going to find a reason to, to find a reason why it's not going to work. This is that simple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. It's so true. It's so true. And um, I'd love to, I heard, I heard you talk on your podcast around how you manifest surrounding yourself with high powered women and how you've done it for yourself. And I think for women listening, this is really topical. Mm. Is, um, mm, I'd mm -hmm. love you to talk about that. I remember, well, there's been many moments, but in one in particular, <clears throat> I was at this birthday party up in Montecito beautiful at the Rosewood hotel. This was actually not that long ago. I've had multiple over the year and I was yeah. sitting around this table with a bunch of women that were, you know, seven plus, um, soul-based entrepreneurs. And the conversations were just yummy, creative, all this. And I just had this flashback. And I remember, um, I had, you know, a few friends along the way. And I remember having to send a dear girlfriend of mine off to the universe. It was just a lot of drama, a lot of dysfunction. And I remember getting to the place where I was able to actually unconditionally love her, but know that it just didn't belong in my life anymore. And it was, it was, it was sad, but it wasn't sad. I knew that I had to let that go into the unknown. And there was kind of this place along the way that I thought, well, am I just going to be even more alone in my advanced consciousness? And, um, and so that day at that luncheon, it was just another confirmation. Cause of course there's been many along the way of just like, wow, this is a reflection of me. And how cool is that? And that's, I think kind of one of the side effects of doing this work one of the things that we don't even think is going to happen. Yes. We'll probably make money. Yes. Maybe we'll have clients. Yes. We'll be doing, but I never thought of that part of it. And I would say yeah. that's, the, you know, the icing on the cake is the girlfriends you get to hang out with the guy friends you get to hang out that are conscious, that are up to amazing things that are wanting to, you know, dive deep and drop in and, and uh, yeah, so yummy, so yummy. So amazing. And that type of level of conversation when you sit around the dinner table and it's just the energy is so high and it's you almost like high on energy. It's the best way I could describe it. Mm -hmm. I certainly know I've been in many masterminds, but that's just, this is that feeling where everyone's vibrating at the same frequency and it's so expansive and you walk out and you can't sleep. I, I, I normally so excited I can't sleep because it's so... Mm -hmm. It's so powerful. And you really, I, I feel like you're tapping into that something bigger than you, isn't it? Yeah. So cool. There's so many great yeah. humans, you know, and everybody wants to be liked and everybody has their own insecurities. I don't care who you are. And, and when we, you come together and, and you're really able to just have a pure heart to heart with people, it's so lovely. Such a it's blessing. Beautiful. 
Mm-hmm. And what to do with, you just mentioned your friend, and I think people, a lot of people listening, they will have someone in their life, maybe someone even very close, maybe mm-hmm. parents, maybe mother, maybe father, who is having that effect, perhaps, uh, you know, triggering some negative patterns. And, you know, what, what people can do about that? Mm-hmm. So one thing we teach is that if I'm working with a client or if they're coming in to get trained, we actually have about, we found, which was one surprising thing is that about nine out of 10 people are dealing with some level of a codependent relationship. Okay. So don't feel bad. If you, all your relationships aren't great, it's actually really natural to have codependency. Okay. But this is the deal. If I'm dealing if I'm working with a client and we're doing trauma work and we're doing our deep, deep work, it's kind of like having a scab. You're trying to heal a wound. And if you keep picking off the scab, then it's not going to heal. Okay. Same thing with, if you're getting triggered in relationships to where you're getting really upset, you can't stay in that relationship and grow. It won't work. So we'll give it a time frame. Maybe we'll say, can you stay in peace and put up healthy boundaries and be able to keep that person in your life and want to grow and expand your life? And if at 30 days, you're not able to stay in some type of peace, then you need to remove yourself from that environment, or you need to put this on hold, or you need to, you know, just put boundaries even more, whatever it is, because if the commitment is to grow, if the commitment is to heal, if the commitment is to transform your subconscious mind, and you're getting re-stimulated and re-triggered, it won't work, period. Just, it's just, just straight up facts. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And it's, you know, it could be painful to hear, but that's the reality. And I think, yes. Mm-hmm. And maybe just go back into the where we started into the sales process, because I think, you know, for our audience, sales consultants, there's a lot of uh, sales process. And uh, one common theme is going for high ticket or charging higher price for their service. A lot of people really struggle with that on a mindset level. Yeah. I mean, I have, we have, we have lower than, than a lot of the industry and some stuff. And I have had to really um, meditate on it, pray on it and all that stuff and kind of decide who your, who your audience is. And I think it depends a lot on being authentic for yourself. I don't think that you should try and want to do high ticket or low ticket. I think each person needs to really be true to themselves. That's what I think. Okay. And for me personally, I do much better um, on stage or in front of a bunch of people versus one-on-ones. And I think it's important to get authentic with yourself of where you thrive and what really is authentic for you. Okay. But the truth is again, and I'm sure other people um, in that you've interviewed may be saying the same thing. We don't price our products off of what they're going to get. Like, Hey, you're going to get, you know, X amount of coaching with me, X amount of hours, X amount of here's this product. You're gonna, that's not how we price things. We price things based off of what results will they get in their life? And I think that that's the biggest thing for the biggest quantum leap of being able to price your products. What would you pay for to birth your purpose? Really and truly, what would you pay for to really, really hone down and be able to transform your trauma and be able to not be in a limited space anymore for your mindset, for your, for money, right? What's that worth? What would you do to actually be able to understand, um, you know, like, how to get clients and and what would that look like? Like, what would you pay for those things to actually have those results to actually have a business that's monetizing? What's that worth to you versus, Hey, you're going to get 12 sessions and you're going to get, you know, this product and that product. We don't do that. We come over to the place of what's the results and what would you pay for that? Yeah. And I want to, I want to go back to just what you've said earlier, which I think is so profound that, you know, when people buy their first it's investment in themselves and in a way you have to allow that to happen because this is them investing themselves. And we know if people don't pay, they don't pay attention, isn't it? They sure don't. We've, I mean, and I, I've, I've learned that the hard way over the years. I was like, Oh, but they're a friend. I'll just gift them the whole thing. They didn't, do any of the work. I was like, wow, that was not a gift. I didn't give them a gift. Actually, the greatest gift we can do is have people actually have to pay because they get committed. And if we really care about people, what we care about is them getting committed to themselves and their dreams. So you're doing people a huge disservice if you don't have them pay for, for the, for their own transformation. 
Yeah, I think this is so powerful because th this is so powerful and I really want people to hear it that you're doing people a disservice because if they're committed, they're committed to themselves, they're committed to their personal success, mm -hmm. which is absolutely wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time. I think this has been absolutely amazing. So many takeaways. And um, I think this is the fundamental. I think this is the, what you, the practice that you talked about. This is number one thing. People should really stop doing anything else and get, get that right, that inspired action, that real work, that practice, that daily practice. Um, and that I mean, will change everything. You can't believe how many seven figure coaches come to me because they're having success monetarily maybe or doing whatever, but there's still something's missing or they're getting burned out or whatever. So please, whether you, whoever you work with, whether it be me, whoever, please do your inner core work. Please burn that true authentic purpose because without that, you're going to end up going down a whole thing and having to redo your whole business, having to redo it all. And you, it's, it's a lot easier to do it up front. A lot easier. Because yeah. mm -hmm. the burnout and overwhelm is very, very common issue. Very common. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. And is it because people take on too much work, like on a spiritual level, on a vibrational level? It's an interesting, it, isn't it? It's really actually that you're just not living your truth. Like if you're, because it's not so much you're working so hard necessarily, it's that maybe they're not taking the time to rejuvenate and do the things or being passionate about what they're doing or being around the people. Cause we know like we have unlimited energy when we're doing what we love to do. We have unlimited energy when we're around the people that we love. So it's not so much about working too hard. It's actually about not living your truth. Yes, that's true. Because that's very, that's very true that you say that because you Burnout is really drained. It's you feel drained of energy mm -hmm. that's not getting replenished. That means that we have indeed what you just said is so powerful. It's who you're working with and what you're doing isn't giving you energy. Um, and that's that's really is powerful. And actually, I do that a lot in my own life. I actually because what gives me joy, what gives me energy is a good kind of um, signal to me I'm doing the right thing. And when I feel like I'm I'm tired, I'm drained, that mm -hmm. means I'm not doing an activity or something that's really aligned with me. And it's, it's also changing. We're not supposed to do the same thing forever, right? Like I felt that we've been just, um, we've been pivoting how we're going to deliver our programs. We're not changing the framework, but we're changing how we're delivering it because we're not meant to do the same thing for too long. We're, we're growing, evolving spiritual beings. So if we keep doing the same thing, and that's why like a lot of entrepreneurs have a hard time because they're building like a machine and then they're like, I'm done. I get burned out doing the same machine because we're not designed to do that. We're designed to keep pivoting, keep innovating, keep whatever. So if you're not excited about what you're doing and what you're creating right now, it is your spirit, your, your, it's your essence saying, Hey, we're not growing here. We're meant mm -hmm. to grow. You're meant to grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think this is the people who are in this audience who we attract. It's all about growth over money. It's all about impact, doing something you love, creating positive change in the world. And impact is almost a consequence of that because you do need that to build uh, amazing business. But the first comes growth. First comes impact. Well, thank you so much for your time. This was absolute pleasure and absolutely amazing. And I'm sure people will absolutely adore it. Thank, thank you, you so much for all you do. And I'm just honored to be here with you and everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you.